day activities are important for families because they can help lift people's moods, maybe offer some hope. The special meal they get to eat with family or fellow prisoners, worshiping together, playing games, decorating. These activities can help people in prison feel just a little less tension for just a little bit of time. Hi, welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Come on in. Well, here we are, Cindy, busily getting through the holiday season. Most people look forward to it and enjoy it. That's true, Julie. Right now, we're in the middle of what so many people consider the most wonderful time of the year. The Christmas, or more broadly, the holiday season. In our country, it's mostly about Christmas, but it makes up the time between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve. It's a time for family gatherings. At least during some part of the holiday season, most people head home, wherever that is. Home to parents, immediate family members, other relatives, friends, family reunions and holiday parties with Friends and neighbors and co-workers, they're happening all around us. Most people think about or visit their family during this time of year, and most long to be close to the ones they love. This includes the millions of men and women who are incarcerated during the season, spending it behind prison walls. Right. There it is. That's today's topic. Here we are. Most families have some traditions around different holidays, some universal general ones like turkey dinner for Thanksgiving or trimming the tree at Christmas, and others are passed down through families like special family recipes or decorations. All of these are missed when you're behind bars. Most correctional facilities allow people who are incarcerated to have visitors on state-recognized holidays. Like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July, and New Year's Eve, some facilities also recognize other holidays like Father's Day, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, birthdays, and they do allow family and friends to visit their loved ones on those days. Many people long to see their relatives during this time of year, and Christmas in particular is one of the biggest holidays for that, including for those who are locked up. Unfortunately, family is often hours away sometimes more than 100 miles from the correctional facility. These family members have to set aside the date to get time off of work. They have to figure out transportation ahead of time and set aside cash to make these visits work. Some companies actually help employees with rides to correctional facilities. Some even offer free rides on holidays. But as much as they might long to see them, a lot of times the distance is just too far especially on tight finances and with no transportation. And holiday time on both sides of the prison bars can be physically and emotionally draining, depressing, and demoralizing. A lot of facilities try to create a festive holiday atmosphere for those they have imprisoned and their families by having group events, guest speakers, or entertainment. 
special meals, decorations, even caroling in cell blocks. Special visiting privileges and extra telephone minutes are sometimes added. A lot of facilities, especially low to medium security facilities, let inmates receive and give cards and gifts. And sometimes there are special programs at Christmas for inmates who have children. Sometimes an incarcerated person will dress as Santa and give gifts to visiting children. It almost sounds normal. Yeah. It's not. Different facilities have different rules around approved cards and gifts that inmates are allowed to receive, all of which are subject to routine checks, of course. Right, Cindy. Until recently, Pennsylvania inmates could receive holiday cards from families. But a policy change by the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections, ostensibly to avoid drug and contraband smuggling, requires all mail to prisoners to be sent to a processing plant in Florida. There, they're photographed and the originals are destroyed. So only copies go to the prisoners. You could imagine that would cause some delay, too. Small things make a holiday, Julie. You know? Yeah. Like cards. Receiving copies of a card you were sent must feel very different than receiving the actual card. Also, you know someone else had their hands on it, even read it. It feels less personal. Yeah. I mean, imagine a child's crayon drawing on a card that's a Xerox. And it's destroyed. Yeah. The Federal Bureau of Prisons has over 100 correctional facilities of various custody levels. All of them allow celebrations for Christmas and New Year's, though the specifics of how they're celebrated typically depends on the warden at each place and the budget cuts they're dealing with and how they have impacted holiday activities in the federal prisons. In Pennsylvania, just because that's where we live, family members can visit loved ones, a special meal is served, and people can worship and even do holiday crafts together. In some cases, people in prison save all year for a holiday meal. Families are often not allowed to bring any special homemade food like turkey or stuffing or Christmas cookies, which I imagine many inmates must long for. They used to be able to not too long ago, but recently the state eliminated hot foods in visiting areas. Unfortunately, the Department of Corrections said some officers got sick from exposure to synthetic drugs they suspected were brought in by visitors, although no evidence was discovered. Hmm. There was concern that people were exchanging drugs in the area near the microwaves where people were warming up their food. So the microwaves were removed and vending machines were restricted to food that did not need to be cooked. Sharing a warm holiday meal became something else the prison took away. Instead of a hot turkey dinner, they now have a cold sandwich from the vending machine. I can understand why some of these restrictions get put in place. And unfortunately, it's usually the actions of a few that affect everyone. And in this case, it's everyone and their families. Holiday activities are important for families because they can help lift people's moods, maybe offer some hope. The special meal they get to eat with family or fellow prisoners, worshiping together, playing games, decorating. These activities can help people in prison feel just a little less tension for just a little bit of time. And hope is so important for mental health, as is time with family. Another thing people held behind bars can't do is give gifts to each other. For one thing, they don't have much money or options of places where they can buy gifts, but they can give each other Stuff like coffee or donuts or cookies from the commissary or artists in prison sometimes make art like tattoos as gifts. 
But people in prison can face penalties if they're caught doing a gift exchange, like a Pollyanna, because gift giving is a violation of prison rules. The concern is bribing others or exchanging contraband through the gifts. So a simple act of gift giving can end up having the person charged and punished. That's a nice holiday event. Jails and prisons are typically overcrowded with visitors during holidays since it's such a popular time for families to want to be with their imprisoned family members. Visitation schedules and rules have changed a lot over time, and some of the policies are really tough. Sometimes all physical contact is forbidden, even with the imprisoned person's child. Right. So even if they do visit, there's often no way to hold a hand, to hug or touch them as they're separated by a glass window. Not having any human touch is a mental health hardship, too. I mean, for the inmates, but also for their families. Some jails make exceptions for parents with children under 18. Some don't. They always find ways to justify treating someone inhumanely because they feel they deserve to be punished in every way, even in dehumanizing ways. There are other obstacles for being with family behind bars during special times of the year, like lockdowns. Lockdowns happen, including the health-related lockdowns in the beginning of the pandemic. And lockdowns often mean holiday visits have to be canceled or postponed. Any behavioral problems in the prison can also lead to lockdowns. Another example of when everyone, including everyone's family, is punished as a result of behavior of a small group of people. Yeah. Regardless of being able to celebrate or not, holidays can bring up feelings of depression and loneliness. It's hard to be reminded of the bars that separate you from your family, to be separated during special times. It's a hard time of year for many of these people. It's really hard. A lot of people in prisons don't receive much in the way of gifts or company during holidays. And even when they do, hopelessness can creep in once the celebrating is over. Right, because holidays remind people confined in prison of good times and family reunions that typically go on during these celebrations outside of prison. They're reminded of how isolated they are from their families. Sometimes visits with family raises tension or conflict or makes everyone feel sad in addition to the moments of joy. For a lot of reasons, holidays in prison can lead to a lot of anxiety, tension, and disappointment on all sides. Yeah, it's true, Cindy. So a lot of people don't even try scheduling visits during the holidays after a while, especially when they have a lot of other things they have to do. Visiting someone in prison takes a lot of time and effort, missing work, spending money for travel. And then maybe what they end up with after the visit is feeling sad, disappointed, frustrated. It's not a happy holiday time when you have someone in prison. Not a happy time at all. No. In spite of all this, it's still important for people in prison to have positive moments with family and friends, to strengthen ties and help heal or deepen their bonds. Absolutely. Being offered things like mail, visits, telephone calls, and special meals during holidays can help make isolation from family and friends more tolerable. People in prison are people too with needs, with longings, with remorse, anxiety, depression. They also need care. They do. Connections with family and friends is also important because it's a known factor in helping to reduce the likelihood that someone convicted of a crime will reoffend in the future and wind up behind bars again. Keeping people from ending up back in jails and prisons 
can be significantly impacted by their family and social connections. And you would think that would be the main goal of prison, to keep people from returning. Yes. At least one study has shown that increasing contact with family members can lead to a decrease in the likelihood of reoffending. It's logical if you think about it. Motivation, hope, realizing what's important, these can transform people. Jails and prisons can promote family bonds instead of working to cut them off. Sometimes families are toxic, but a lot of the time they're needed to give people in prison support and a reason to keep hoping and to want to stay out of prison in the future. Right. The Prison Policy Initiative at prisonpolicy.org is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that produces research, as it says on its website, to expose the harm of mass criminalization and then inspires advocacy campaigns toward a more just society. Helping maintain family ties for people in prison is part of the work they do. And it's really important work. Check them out. We all need to work together to improve society. This includes who we incarcerate, why we do it, and then what we do with and to those people once they are in prison. Thanks for listening today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at shrinksonthird. Until next time, take care.